And I have to say, there's another thing that I realized over the course of my life that has always been very important. It's, it's getting out of my comfort zone. That's to me is always a great source of doing things, you know, something that I've never done to do it is always a great, yes, it gets me going for sure. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Mojo Moments podcast. I'm your host, Dane Calder. On today's podcast, I spoke with Christian Jalmet, co-founder, co-president of the Jalmet Hotel Group. We recorded this in April 2020 during the full COVID madness. Everyone's in self-isolation, but if there's one industry that was particularly hit, it's the hotel industry. So we got into that and we talked about her mojo, her team's mojo, and just essentially how we're going to get out of this mess. Here's my conversation with Christian Jalmet. Well, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I, I'm going to share a little anecdote that I shared with Christiane the other day, because on a personal front, she didn't realize this, but Le Germain has played a big role in my life. When I started CloudRaker 20 years ago, I didn't have an office, so I would go and use the hotel on Mansfield in Montreal, use the lobby to meet people, try and recruit clients, recruit people. And I just said, oh, it's a nice central place to meet. And I would drink the free coffee, <laughs> eat the apples, and did that for a little while. So you played a big part in the starting and founding of CloudRaker. And there's another moment, by the way, is three years after starting the business, went on a business trip to Toronto and stayed at Le Germain. And I'm, I'm not blowing any BS here. It was the first moment I felt that I was getting successful because I was staying at Le Germain. And it was a, I, I felt good. And it was interesting. I shared the hotel room with my business partner because we were still keeping an eye on our costs. That's great. But it, when you stayed in Toronto, you actually paid for your hotel room. You, you paid for the room, right? You didn't Absolutely. stay Absolutely. No, free, no, 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 there was nothing. <laughs> There's been nothing free since. And I think I've paid for that coffee and apples many times over because you are a go-to hotel. So don't worry. It's you. a nice story. And you know what? I'm, when you told me about it, you know, it's nice to know that you help in a certain way, you know, you help someone starting his, his own business, you know, yeah. so you actually were in a way part of it. So that's great. You, you should have asked for shares, you know, where's your, <laughs> where's your dividend? Probably, probably. <laughs> but I was too busy running my own business. Absolutely. So look, we do this thing to warm things up. We do five quick little questions to get the flow going here. So it's kind of like, you know, when you check into the hotel, that's what we're doing. We're checking into the podcast. Just to start things off, we are living and we're recording this during a very unique time in our lives. We're in the COVID era. So I guess the first question to warm things up is what's one thing you took for granted before this COVID crisis that you now appreciate much more? It's funny though, it's, I never took my liberty, my liberty for granted. I know, but now I miss it so much. You know, I know it has always been being free to do what I want, being, you know, free to go where I want to go, being, it, it has always been very important in my life. And now going through this crisis, this COVID thing, it makes me realize that I wasn't faking it. This is what I miss the most, being free of doing what I want. It's really, it's part of you that... That's it is. It's very much part of me. It's what, you know, I can... It doesn't bother me being alone. It doesn't bother me being 
yeah, being alone or being at home, staying at home, or it doesn't bother me. But not being able to do it when I want to do it is really something that I miss. That speaks to your entrepreneurial side too, probably. <laughs> so let me, jumping off that is, I guess in this COVID period, is there some sort of positive surprise, something you've experienced during this COVID period that's been a positive surprise? I, I guess it's funny because at the same time, there's the good and there's the bad. And the good is, of course, seeing all these gestures all these moments of people getting together and helping one another and being there for the other person. But at the same time, you see this, you see these people that are completely the opposite. And it's, it's on the same street. I mean, you see really the best. And on the other side of the street, you see the worst, you know? So it's, it's like a clarity. Really? <laughs> who's on the team and who's not on the team type really? of thing. Yeah. Really. And of course, people are very resilient, I find. I, I see that we've had to temporary layoffs, many, 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 many people. And they are people that I was more concerned about, you know, didn't know how they would react, if they would be able to continue their lives and still live in their houses and stuff like that. But I find people uh, are very, um, very resilient. And you realize they are people stronger than you think you know they have a lot of strength in themselves yeah and that's that's good i i would agree i am just a riff on that i've been so positively surprised by uh by just talking about cloud Raker, they, how the team have stepped up in so many ways and uh, their proactivity and uh, it's incredible okay on the spirit of having a guest in your hotel that you wish you would love to have as a guest who would that be you mean someone we know someone someone in the world maybe alive it could be someone not alive anymore but someone of interest that you would love to have oh my god this is supposed to be simple warm-up questions right <laughs> yeah no i think uh, someone that i would like to oh but barack obama yeah he came to montreal and i was very very disappointed that he didn't stay at our hotel i really would have loved him to stay at our hotel yeah you know, people that I don't know, famous people, I'm always a little, you know, but him, I feel that he really is what, what we see him as a person, you know, yeah. sort of. So, yeah, I was very disappointed that he wasn't staying at our hotel. Well, maybe we can work on that. We'll make sure he, he's going to be a big fan of our podcast, I think. You, you've been, uh, I forget the name in French, but you've done the Dragon's Den thing. Uh, uh, dans l'œil du dragon. Oui, dans l'œil du dragon. Do you think the advice you give some of the, the startups, would you change whatever advice in thinking now? No. It's the same? Same? No. Not there. No, because, I mean, the, the companies, the entrepreneurs that actually come to uh, Dragon's Den or dans l'œil du dragon, they're starting. And I guess before COVID or after, the advices you would give to a small company that starts, to me, are the same you know if you really believe in what you in the idea you have and you think you can do it and you, you have to have this kind of energy this is still i think it's still true you know and i think they're great they're going to be some great opportunities for people who want to start businesses and the last of our warm-up questions what book have you read in the last while that has a had a big impact on you well 
I, I read a book some, a couple of years ago written by uh, Howard Schultz, the okay. uh, founder of Starbucks. Yeah. And the book was uh, Onward. It was about the turnaround when he came back and how he did the turnaround of his company because he had left the company and then he came back because it wasn't going so well after he left, bringing back the culture of the company and the values of what Starbucks was all about and going back to the origin of his company to make sure that the values he built the company on were still there. Yeah, that's a book that I keep it's always close to me. And I think in what we are going through right now, it's going to be helpful. Yeah. Helpful is like almost like a guiding light for people to navigate through. Uh, yeah. This and, and you know, it's uh, when I talk with my teams and talk about different things we should do. And, and I always go back to when we started and it, <laughs> I keep telling them, you know, I don't want to sound like an older, but you have, and I, and I remember when we opened the hotel in Montreal, the one you actually uh, stole your coffee to start and... your business. <laughs> uh, and I remember what my thinking was when I started that hotel and how I was working. And I communicate that to the team because I'm telling them now, I'm telling them, you know, this is, this is what I had in mind when we started this company. Can you bring us into that a little? What was going on in your mind at, at that period? I wanted to offer our guests a good quality product with no frills, but really be close to them and being attentionate to them and listening to what they wanted. So, and I wanted to, to give them a good, the value for me was very, very important, value for their money. And I think this is what we have to go back to. Not that the value wasn't there before COVID. It was there, but we have to work harder in getting them a better value for their money. Because people are, I think, people will be, I mean, the frills, what we call the frills, like the concierge services and turndown services and all that stuff won't be that important for a while. It's going to be, we go back to the real thing. And I don't think people will have the same kind of money. I don't think they will spend the same way. I think they will want to have a good human experience because they have been out of human touch. They have been out of, mm -hmm. so they will be looking for human touches and, and the real stuff, not the things, not the showing off stuff, the real, you know, the real attention. And I remember when we started, that's what I had in mind. And that's what I keep telling them. This is what we're going to have to do. That's really interesting. So when you started uh, the, the hotel in Quebec City, did it have that or it was kind of what you learned through that? And then when you did your first expansion, you said, okay, this is important, this I element. It had that in a way because we were doing it, right? It was yeah. our business and we were doing it. And it's when we came to Montreal that we had to start finding out what's our DNA, you know, what is it that is different than the other one? And it became very clear to me that we had a, a good product quality, lots of quality. I mean, we've always been about quality, but at the same time, it, for me, it was the real good human spirit it was very, very important and no, like no frills, no, the frills came afterwards. 
because then people started asking for this for and asking for things. that and the extra. And so in order to give the extras, you had to raise the prices a little bit. And we did it and it's fine. But I think we're going to go back to a little less. But as I said, I think the human touch is going to be very important. It's interesting because with my team and CloudRaker, we, we, we well, mainly the properties in Toronto that we go to. But I mean, I've been in many of your great hotels. There is... I'm not going to say the same, but it's very cohesive, the experience. The people in there feel like they've all been through the same. I don't know if it's the recruitment. I don't know if it's the training, but it feels very cohesive. Where does that come from? It comes from, I mean, we're a family business, right? Yeah. And we're still very much involved. We're still very much into it. And I think, yeah, I think it comes from who we are. I think it comes from us, you know. But it, do you formalize it or it's just, it's kind of transmitted through just the way? Uh, no, we have, we have work. There is work that has been done on formalizing it. Yeah. Because we feel it's very important. In the last year, we renovated the uh, Germain in Montreal. And the general manager, while he wasn't working in the hotel, went across the country and met with everyone, all of our employees, by small groups to tell the story of who we are and tell anecdotes on how the company was started so people would understand better where we're coming from, you know. And it's funny because he had one employee one day that told him she was very happy to learn the stories because she thought, the name Germain was there because the owners came from Germany. Okay. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's surprising sometimes <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you, you know, people start making their own stories, right? And she was maybe, I don't know where she was from, but a lot of our employees come from elsewhere, from other parts of the world, from other countries. She wasn't from here. She was from somewhere else. And in her mind, uh, the name Germain was related to Germany. So it was a great opportunity for, for the company to have Jacques-Alexandre share our story to everyone. And uh, that's one thing we do. And, and beside that, I do myself a lot. Of, I still do a lot of traveling in, in our properties to meet with the people so they know we are, we are real and we are real people. Do you think when you show up, there's like a little moment of, oh, we got to up our game? Yeah, 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 I know, but it's okay. It's, <laughs> it's okay. okay. Do you ever go in like disguised or? Do you want to know the story when I did that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was this producing company. They produced TV shows and they had this show about disguising. Uh... Oh, the, the boss show there, the disguising. Yeah. Okay, so they yeah, wanted yeah. me to do it. Uh, that's a few years ago in Toronto. And I said, there's no way I can do that. Everybody knows me and they're going to recognize me. We're not that big of a company. They, they actually insisted. And they said, when you come to Toronto, we'll send you to this place and they will change you. I mean, uh, makeup and new clothes and all that stuff. And we'll make a test. So we'll transform you. And then you go to the hotel and uh, we'll see how what the reaction is. And I said, okay, we'll try it. Actually, you know, it's fun. So we did that and they put a wig on and I was like, my hair was black and my clothes were completely different than what I usually wear. And 
So I went from there, took a cab and got to the hotel <laughs> and walked in. And, uh, and I sat in the lobby for about 10, 15 minutes and nobody came to me. So I said, oh, maybe this is working. Yeah. And then I went to the restaurant and someone gave me a seat and the menu. And then the manager of the restaurant came to me and he said, hey, I like your new style. <laughs> <laughs> so it was a total fail. You change, you change your hair. I like that. <laughs> So it didn't work. <laughs> it was a total flop. I can't believe. Like when you looked in a mirror, did you look? You feel you looked different? Like oh yeah, no, 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 no. It was it was completely different. And I actually asked the cab driver. I said, "Drop me off." You know, I I asked him to drop me off a little. Uh, so I had I had to walk and get used to my clothes. Your and new style. And yeah, so that is so funny. But, yeah, he said, "Oh, you change your style. I kind of like it." So did you let him in on what's going on or yeah, he, yeah, yeah. he no, just, no, no. <laughs> you're like, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so funny. So I guess well, that's true. You like it, but then it's not going to stay. <laughs> that show is not going to happen. That is so funny. I'm going to have to try and do that at Cloudraker, come in uh, with a different <laughs> yeah. look, see if they catch on. So one of the things uh, is very important to our Mojo podcast is, is trying to get a sense of where our guests get their Mojo. So, you know, Christian, where do you get that spark or that energy, especially in like in a period right now? Sometimes you need that extra little boost to, to either for your teams or for your projects. Where do you turn to uh, for your mojo? I, you know, I've been thinking about it a lot. It's, 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 a, it's an easy question, but it's a, it's a difficult answer. First of all, I think it can vary. But let's say that giving people jobs is something that is, it makes me proud and it's the more I give jobs to people, the better I feel. And that's probably something that, you know, we talked about building new hotels and development and all that stuff. And I was always very excited about opening up a new hotel and realizing the number of jobs that I was creating. That's to me was always, yeah, it made me proud. It was important to me uh, and it, it still is, but you know, having gone through what we just went through, it was devastating having to these layoffs and it was just terrible. But it made me, I was very happy about that. And it has always been a great source of motivation. Well, it seems very real because <laughs> you have. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's something that I really, uh, and I have to say, there's another thing that I realized over the course of my life that has always been very important. It's, it's getting out of my comfort zone. Uh, that's, to me, is always a great source of doing things. You know, something that I've never done to do it is always a great, yes, it gets me going for sure, for sure. It's interesting because we have a, a CloudRaker beliefs book. So we have 11 beliefs and one of them is dare to fail. Yeah push yourself, go into that zone. And there's, a, yeah. And I agree with you. There's a, there's an energy that comes out of that. Absolutely. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that, that's great. Except that this one, I didn't, I didn't, the, the, the one, you know, cause these days I'm definitely going out of my comfort zone, but I didn't choose it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't always chose our comfort <laughs> no. zone. This one, uh, no, no one chose this one. <laughs> no. Uh, 
Yeah. Is there anything else that you're doing with the teams right now to keep them motivated or, or positive in this period? Well, we, we, we actually meet on a very regular basis because of this Zoom thing. It makes it very easy to sort of be connected with people. So, you know, I meet with all the general managers every other day all across the country, and we're on the same call every other day. And uh, once a week, we make a call with the people that work in this office here in Montreal and the executive committee, we meet every other day as well. So we, yeah, we stay connected. You know, it's interesting. You were talking about the, the world after COVID, uh, getting back to more value driven. Um, do you think that'll be a, a ripple effect across the whole hospitality industry, or is it more an angle that you feel that you want to bring back into Le Germain? Um, I, you know, it's funny. I've never been very, and I shouldn't say that because it, it may give you the impression that I'm, I don't care about people, and, but I, I really do. I really do care about people, but I've never really concerned about what the other people in my business are going to do. I tend mm -hmm. to sort of focus on me, not me, but my, my company, my organization, what I think is good for the company and what the other people are going to do. I'm not really concerned about that. And I think the human touch is going to be very important and maybe everybody else is going to think like that. And I'm not being, you know, it's not that I don't care, but uh, I have, I care about my business, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it doesn't come across. It seems like more you're you're focused. So it's interesting like when you when you when you, you know, looking to do a, a new project, what what are you looking for in those? You know, obviously you want to make money, it's a business, but what what are what are the elements that you look for in a new project? Um it's a very it's such a good question. You know what? Because I you realize or I realize that you get into a system that you sort of, you you have to, you, you can't stay still. You have to open hotels. And I don't want you to think that I wasn't thinking before opening them. But now I'm, I'm asking myself the question, will I be able to, I know I, we won't be able to maintain the same rhythm of opening hotels. And I am sure that the questions and the answers are going to be different when we're going to start about opening other hotels. Because it was more like we've got to keep the ball rolling, right? Mm -hmm. It was just, okay, yes. I mean, of course, is it a good location? Yes, it's a good location. Do we think that, da, 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 yeah, all these Technical, to me, they're technical questions, right? And you sometimes, you can not make up answers, but uh, a little bit, you know, if you really want, you, you know, you... If you want to convince yourself, you can. Yes, the reality is, yes, you can actually convince yourself. And when you are convinced, you can convince other people and you, I mean, it works. You're open and it works. And it's good. I'm not... And don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to say that all we did was wrong. No, we did some things right. But will the things that we did right are going to be the same from now on? I'm not sure. It's interesting because this period is, I don't think you're alone in this, but it's sort of forcing some deeper reflection on a lot of our... Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, I know for myself that 
I'm not going to convince myself. I will need to be convinced by others. Would you, coming out of this, consider other countries? No, Is- we were we were on the, not I wouldn't say on the point of, but we were looking at going across the states, in states like uh, Washington, Oregon, in, in the West. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We were considering going there, but I think it will be on the ice for a while. Mm-hmm. So in the mindset pre-COVID, it was more, we got to keep moving, we got to keep rolling. Yeah. Okay, where's next? Keep planting the flag. Let's go. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it was really, it was like that. We had 10 hotels planned for the next five years. Wow. Which is, which for us is a lot. Yeah, right. I get it. It's a lot because we're not, you know, we were a small organization and 10 hotels in five <laughs> years is a lot. Yeah. And that's what we had on the, on the plans and it's, it's not going to happen. Interesting. So here's our wrap up question that segues out of that one. What would be the one piece of advice that you would give yourself back in 1988 that you know now, but if you could talk to you starting out in 1988, what would be the one advice you give yourself? I think I would tell, I would tell myself to spend a little more time getting to know myself and try not to please everyone. I started this business and I started working very young because I didn't go to, I didn't like going to school. So, you know, I didn't study for too long. So I started working young, started this company when I was young. I did everything when I was young and I had a lot of energy. I wanted to be not successful, but I wanted to, I wanted to be able to earn my own money to be independent. That was very important. But I didn't spend too much, I didn't spend time to get to know myself, to really understand what I wanted to be, who I wanted to be. It was not about me. It was just about everything else but me. And it was just like making sure everybody was happy, pleasing everybody. And da, 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 da. And it's fine. You know, it's good at today, going back, I, yeah, spend a little bit more time getting to know yourself, what you really want. And uh, yeah, no, but. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. I, I sometimes wonder if, can someone just do that? Or it's through the process of doing all the things that they get to know themselves at the same time, you know, like yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't, you know, going back, I don't know how many years ago, but it was not, you, you couldn't do that. It was just, especially, and I have to say it, especially as a woman, you couldn't do that, you know, getting to know yourself a little bit understanding who you are, understanding, you know, you couldn't do that. It was just go, go, go and, you know, make sure it works. Yeah, definitely for, for women entrepreneurs, there's that reality of having to always prove a little more. Oh my God. It was all about showing that you can do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Showing, I mean, you have to show you can do it and you can do it. You have a family, but you, you can do it all. Go, go, yeah. go, you know? So it was, there was nothing about me, what I really wanted. And so, yeah, if I was going back, I would take a little bit more time understanding myself. Yeah. Well, that's uh, super. Well, I really appreciate This has been awesome. So thank you so much, Christiane, for joining us on this podcast. Thank you. And uh, I wish you continued success and might be interesting to to reconnect in a year's time and see where we're at on this whole post-COVID era. Thank you. Well, thank you all. It was great. You're a wonderful team, and I'm glad you thought about me. Thank you very much.
That was great chatting with Christiane Germain. If anyone is going to find their way through the trouble of the hospitality industry, it's Christiane. So to discuss our mojo takeaways, I'm joined today by Mark Delinsky, Associate Creative Director here at CloudRaker. Welcome back, Mark. Thanks. So what are your big takeaways? My big takeaway from from this conversation was definitely her talk around value and how coming out of this sort of COVID era after stopping the expansion, refocusing on her sort of central business and that attention to the value that her hotel is providing for her customers. She sort of sees that as a as the way forward. She's reducing the frills, the, those little elements that sort of add up over time, which she was connecting in a way, and I think we can connect it to that original starting point when they started up all that time ago. When they started, it, it was a family business. It was a few people. They're still in charge. It's still a family business. And they're able to focus on a core identity and pivot really quickly. But it's still focusing all around that value that they're able to provide their customers. Yeah. And I actually found it was interesting because, you know, sometimes when we think of mojo or, or inspiration, we're always thinking bigger, better, more and in a way, her idea of getting the mojo back, and it, these are our words, of course, but it was getting back to the core, the essence of what Jalmay is trying to provide. Anyway, so I th- that was a huge insight, I think, that she shared with us. And it's interesting because, you know, in that conversation, it was April 2020. I mean, we're in the middle of an incredible era of like, we don't know how all this plays out. And so everyone's trying to figure out what it all means. So it'd be, be interesting to reconnect with her this time next year and go, okay, how did it play out? Did it play out the way she thought? Yeah. And in the end, they're, they're refocusing on what, what they stand for as a hotel chain, which is, which is really nice. We always want brands to be true to themselves and and have a really strong core identity. And I think it's almost like they're refinding that by, instead of focusing on that expansion, they've sort of gone internal in a way by focusing on what they need to think about on their side to provide the best experience that they can. Okay, that's it for this one. Thanks, Mark. And a special thanks to Christian, especially in this awesomely weird period we're living. And here's Chris Vellon to play us out. By the way, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. As they say, the rule of sales is repeat, repeat, repeat. Speak soon. Be safe, be safe, be safe.